mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-C. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the End Times Continue recording on this, the 5th of March. Jesus. I, I feel like it should still be February. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, February is always one of those months that goes by and you're like, oh, wow, yeah, that was a thing. And But but you, you know, it's it, it just, it, it's the shortest month. Yeah, it always it, feels, to me, it always feels shorter than in Yeah, that probably is. is because it really, uh, we should only be out of February by about two days if February was a real month. Um, right. I am Dino and you are. <laughs> I am Ace. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I damn near missed, an, missed a relatively important appointment because my, my watch, the date on my watch was still wrong from last oh. month. <laughs> and so my oh, no. or from the month before last rather and so in uh uh yeah i'm sorry no in last month february fuck uh i i nearly missed an appointment on the uh on the first i had to go get a a, a vehicle title transferred mm-hmm. and it was it's by appointment only in harris county <laughs> which is insane right because there's, it's, it's my, I have to fill out the paperwork. They don't have anything to do. I should be able to just go to the window with my paperwork and say, hey, here's the paperwork. Let's get this handled. But no, it's by appointment only. The DMV. They're like, you know what? The DMV, they have it going. They know what's oh, up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, let's just try to make things as inaccessible as possible in our. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, when that's your competition, there's no big, big fucking surprise. What was that tweet earlier? Uh, that tweet earlier from Nina Turner, uh, uh, quote, we have a nationalized mail service in this country that people love, the USPS, and we can absolutely can and absolutely should nationalize the railroads. First of all, that's fucking stupid for a number of reasons. But but she replies to this. So people don't love the USPS in, in quotes, like it's mocking. And then with a, with a picture of a post from the USPS about how the USPS tops list as American's favorite government agency. Well, when your fucking wow. competition is the DMV, yeah. Yeah, like, you're the best. Well, yeah. You know, the USPS has own children yet. Yet. So, you know, it kind of, you know, it's, it kind of nudges out by default there, you know? It, it, it's sort of like, hmm, well, this is like the least worst of all the possible. Exactly! Uh, exactly! <laughs> I, I, said, I, I mean, that's what, I think I, I think I tweeted something like, the clap is people's favorite STD! That doesn't make right, it good! Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the use of like, well, the use of like, well, it's my favor government agency therefore that means i love it is not the it's not the same thing right if i have to, and if i have to say well this is my favorite it, it's it's like out of what in comparison to what right relative to what would i ever would i ever it's, it might be my favorite actually it might be the u.s postal service might be my favorite government agency would i pick it over ups no yeah exactly <laughs> yeah no not not a day in hell Mm-mm. no absolutely not it's fucking insane. I just remembered that we were. I just remembered that, but that was that was one of the funnier things I saw. That I believe that tweet was today, and it was no, it was yesterday. Holy shit! I haven't been on Twitter all day. Oh my god, I'm sick. I'm ill. Um. <laughs> anyway, um. 
So what have you been up to? Oh, uh, not much, not much. I was getting a little more writing done. I uh, played, um, I played a little bit of the Destiny expansion so far. Um, I, I I'll then, tell you uh, what, man. Um, yeah. I I'm a little disappointed narratively in the expansion. Yeah, me too. Oh, me too. Yeah. You can really tell that it was that that this one and the next one were supposed to be the same thing. Yeah. No. Well. Okay. So. Yeah. The, uh, so now, now the listeners who don't play Destiny or their eyes are gonna like. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll get but, through uh, it quickly. I promise. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but apparently, from what I understand, uh, if you remember when they announced the Lightfall expansion, uh, like originally, I think it was which was like right when they announced Beyond Light. I think right. Uh, it was somewhere. That's when Light. That, that's when they announced when they announced the roadmap. I think. Yeah. 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 So apparently, that Lightfall became the final shape yes and then this light fall was actually added and inserted in before oh it was something that apparently was not originally planned and it was inserted in before and you can definitely feel that i saw somebody somebody had a theory that if you take the cutscene at the beginning of Lightfall and the end of Lightfall And, and, and put it together you can tell that this whole thing was invented and they just chopped that cutscene. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I, I saw the same thing and it makes complete sense to me. Absolutely, uh, it does. Yes. And also that uh, the new the new subclass Strand was supposed to come out in Witch Queen. That yes. is also... Which makes it like, make way more sense as far as yes. the... Uh, which, honestly, they could have still done that. They could have still. We didn't have to. They could have had two stories running concurrently. Right. This is this is why I think this whole thing was half baked. They could have had two stories running concurrently. They could have had the story of the new location and the story of the new power, and they could have run uh-huh. at the same time. And the new power could take us back to Savathrun's throne world, the old uh-huh. the old location from the last expansion, and we could play that story there. And it could be short, you know, and we can we can get right. access to that power and get into it. And then the actual, the, the meat of the story, the real story would be the new location. And it would right. make so much more sense just aesthetically. Like, you can tell that aesthetically, this power belongs on that location. Yes, 100%. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, apparently, yeah, apparently it just got delayed because they wanted to, like, revamp all the other subclasses and stuff like that. So, I, I get why. But I feel like they kind of, like, boxed themselves into a corner after they did that. Uh, where it's like, oh, well, shit. They could have come up with a narrative reason for us to have to go back and get it from the old location. There's no reason not to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, Which is why it seems half-baked. Yeah. It it very much seems like, you know, in in some shows and some some shows like animes and stuff like that, you'll have a really, uh, like, important narrative episode, and then right in the middle of it, the in the very next episode, there's like some side mission or bottle episode that happens. Oh yeah, it adds nothing to the main narrative, <laughs> and then th- then you get that afterwards. That's what this DLC felt like. That's I'm exactly like, well, what this expansion this, felt like. We're gonna take this big detour here, uh, and then you know uh, come back to it later, right? Uh, and I feel like, yeah. So, but but other gameplay wise, I, I'm really enjoying it. Oh, I don't, I, mean, I, don't, I, I, was, I don't hate the new power either. I, I like the new power. Oh, okay, I, I'm it's I'm very fun. Yeah. I'm I'm enjoying I'm enjoying it. I just feel like this should have been a season instead of yeah, this did not need to be. 100%. This did not need to be a a, a what, what do they sell the expansion loan for? Fifty bucks. 
fifty dollars. Yeah, this that, did I not do need not to be like a fifty dollar expansion. Just ask for no. another. Just ask for another sixty bucks or something for the next four seasons, and tell your story when it's ready. Stop shoving yeah. things out the door when they're not ready. I've been. I've been. Uh, this the idea that they're so scared to delay things, and they're so scared uh-huh. to go a year without a new expansion. New they're expansion. so scared. Yeah. Uh, it's just just have it be done when it's done. Right. Everyone will it, wait it, for it. It's it'll be, it'll be fine. Right. Exactly. They they feel like they have to get that annual expansion uh, every every single time. It's like no, you can wait a little bit. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Just keep keep putting out seasons. Put this as a season. Uh, call it call it uh, call the season something. Make it make it a pseudo expansion just, or something. You know, New dungeons and array, added, but. Right. They could have just added another season. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it add yeah. another season onto it, and then you can recoup the, the money you want to, like, make yeah. with more seasons. But they're the, selling it know, as a full $50 expansion. It's yeah. like you didn't – that was totally – they did not need to do that. Right. Right. <laughs> they did not need to do that. Sell something for sell something for thirty bucks. That's a season plus a. And I think I think this expansion was actually uh, more than the Witch Queen expansion. I think the Witch Queen yeah. expansion was forty when it came out. And this one was fifty. They raised and their prices does. across the board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's been uh, almost. That's been five minutes of Destiny talk. I'm cutting us off. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's out of the way. We'll talk more about it off air. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be an hours long conversation on its own. But um, okay, so you you were talking earlier about you you found a or a clip resurfaced mm-hmm. of Tucker Carlson on um, Ben Shapiro's show. Yeah. Um. What was this? What was this? So this happened, I think, was it two? I don't remember the day. I think it happened like two years ago or so. Um, he, um, Tiger Carlson, went on Ben Shapiro's show, and they talked about a myriad of things. But uh, most importantly, uh, sp- specifically in, in this clip I'm referring to, uh, Tucker Carlson is talking about essentially AI automation, right? So automated um, trucks on the road, for example, um, the fear of automation, uh, you know, removing jobs from the economy that are taken up by actual human beings. And then given uh, and then, you know, their jobs being fulfilled by AI, essentially. Right. Right. Um, and and uh, so uh, this kind of like spurred a bunch of debate online um, and you have more like right leaning conservative types who are very much kind of like regurgitating what I see as. Like socialist talking points, really? Uh, yes, uh, deeply, 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 deeply socialist. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, and uh, it, for people who think that might be an unfair assertion of me, um, Tucker Carlson in the past has said his economic views align with Elizabeth Warren, uh, probably the most of anyone in Congress. Yes. Um, he's, he's said that explicitly. So I just want to like, uh, make sure I, I'm not, li- I'm not like uh, ascribing to him something he does not admittedly believe. Well, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a populist in the sense of the word where it's like, um, it, it, where it, it, the, the sort of take care clause means everything Uh-oh. and the this the um uh fuck what's the what's the what's the clause i'm thinking of that um general welfare like the general welfare Gen- clause yeah. means everything like that's all that really right. matters as far as the limitations on what the government's allowed to do economically it's it's a very it's a it's a very populist position to have um perhaps not in the way that people conceive of populism now popularly but it it absolutely mm-hmm. is a populist position 
Oh yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You get, there's there's a very interesting Venn diagram overlap of populists and uh, communists. Actually, yeah, um, really interesting. You don't see it often, but when you do, you're like, oh wow. Um, so Hucker Carlson, see how it fits. Yeah, as Hucker Carlson, I think is best described, and I'm gonna I'm gonna use very specific words here. I think Tucker Carlson's position and the position of a lot of people whom he would probably represent as far as people on the right goes is a very nationalist socialist position. And I did not say yes. for a for very good reason. <laughs> I did not yes. say national socialist. Um, right. I, I think he I think, though, that he is a nationalist socialist. I, 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 I think that those things are yep. that 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 absolutely would describe him. And, and again, when we say that, we're not saying all national socialists are Nazis in the no. historical sense. No, that, right? yeah, yeah, like, that's why like, that's that's why that's why I specifically said nationalist is because yeah. I didn't want that confusion. It, it's it's yeah, right. it's good to point it out. Um, the yeah, I'm not saying Nazi as in national national uh, German Workers Party, right? I'm not I'm not right. saying that. There were um, national socialists who were not Nazis. Yes, uh, nationalist and socialist. It's just nationalism and socialism. It's really not that complicated as far as like right. a, like, a, like an yeah. ideological descriptor. But it's kind yeah. of like honestly, kind of like with the swastika. One group of guys kind of fucked it up right. <laughs> for everyone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I would I would absolutely say that that describes him though, uh, especially if he yeah. if if he's oh, yeah. talking about how Elizabeth Warren is his closest economic match in Congress. Yeah, <laughs> but um, he does start out with an interesting point in this clip. Mm-hmm. Now, we can yes. get right into the clip if you want to. Um, yeah, yeah, we can play it. Yeah, okay. Uh, the he he does start out with an interesting point, so I want to play that first. If if you wake up one morning and you find yourself in a society where 23-year-olds with four-year college degrees and, like, initiative who aren't smoking weed every day, if they can't make enough to buy a car, much less a home, much less get married, much less have children, then why should you be surprised when half of them say they prefer socialism? That is a great point. Yes, 100%. 100%. I don't I don't um, agree with Tucker Carlson on much, but that as an observation is just objectively true. <laughs> right. It's like, well, I mean, it's this whole idea of like, you know, I, I can understand and I can sympathize with a lot of people who might have a socialist inclination when they find out, oh, this system lied to me, you know, type yeah. when people when their um, inclination towards socialism is that this system uh, screwed me over like it promised me something and it did not deliver because um, I, I you know the, the common thing in this was like this is still told it, it's not told to people as much today but 10 years ago even it was which is that sure you no know, if you go to college you'll be a successful person they showed us a graph change. when i was in elementary school they showed us a lifetime earnings graph of <clears throat> yeah. i got a frog in my throat they showed us a lifetime earnings graph of college graduates and non-college graduates like this was mm-hmm. in in elementary school they were telling us if you want to be successful you have to go to college you don't have a choice you have to do it right. um i was raised in a family that told me i had to go to college now i will say this um, I chose an affordable college. I worked while mm-hmm. I was in college. I, w- I am lucky to have parents who were willing to work uh, while I was in college, and I was able to go to my undergrad with no debt. That is a very peculiar That's- place to be. 
Like it's it's abnormal, and I'm 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 incredibly thankful for it. And, but it is entirely abnormal. That is not the norm yeah. for people. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, it, it, it's not shocking to me uh, that you know you have a very large percentage of the population that goes to school, uh, gets a lot of debt, and they think, okay, well, I have a lot of debt, but you know, I have a college degree, so this means I'm going to recoup my losses. Uh, you know, fair, in, in a fairly not maybe not short, but it'll be bearable, right? Yeah, I'll be sure. able to pay off my sure. my payments in a, uh, in a similar amount of time that it and, might take me to pay off a house. I should be able to pay off my college, right? That kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, the idea is that, well, once you get out of college, you'll you'll be able to outpace the payments. Right. You'll right. Be able to like, well, you know, and like whatever type of things I incur, I'll be able to pay for them. So yeah. I'll have a really good job. I, if I, as long as I, you know, I'm prudent just a little bit, uh, everything should be OK at the very least. Yeah. And it, for a lot of people, that's just not true. You should be able to build wealth. Um, right. But that's the but that's the issue is that well the bait and switch that occurred for a lot of people that are around my age I'm a young millennial very young millennial mm-hmm. um, the bait and switch that occurred for a lot of people my age was that we came out of out of college and it was already um, to the point that if you don't keep going to school you're not marketable like you're everybody has that degree right. you just graduated with and it doesn't matter if it's in women's studies or in fucking biochem everybody has that degree already yes so like um the 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 the, the sort of path to employment is especially difficult for liberal arts people which uh, I was one of I I went to J school mm-hmm. and I went to political science school I wanted to be a journalist and and so I'm applying to entry level writing jobs at places, and there was just no. First of all, you needed two years of experience to get the entry level job. Um, and then you also needed there was there was all this other shit that you needed. And it's like so I have to go back to school is what you're telling me. In order to be marketable, I have to go back to school. Um, which and if you can, if you are in a position where you can afford to do undergrad with no loans, which is difficult. And it, it, there was a lot of belt tightening and and bootstrapping. So not many people can pull it off. If you are in a position where you can do that, you can't do it for graduate school or professional school. No fucking way. It's too expensive. Yep. So there's, that was kind of the rug pull that happened with people my age. Um, and, and older, you know, slightly older, but Mm -hmm. That that's when it really really hit like that was there's no this everybody's you you basically have the equivalent now of what a high school degree was in 1980, right? Exactly. Yeah. So good for you. Also, wages are stagnant and have been since 1970. Right. <laughs> so good luck, I guess. Um. So yeah, it's it's and so yeah, I think I think Tucker Carlson's point here is well made. Why would you be surprised yep. when they decide that this economic system is a failure because it has failed them? <laughs> yeah yeah no I, I think that yeah i think that's an absolutely great point like a lot of times i think uh and i think this for like a lot of leftists not all of them obviously but i think oftentimes they're able to diagnose that there's a problem but then their solutions are just awful oh yeah <laughs> uh, well there's I, I, they yeah. they diagnose that there's a they they diagnose they properly see the symptoms right Right. But I think they don't actually see the disease, the the disease that is right. the, the, oh, right, the, yeah. the way that the monetary system works. 
and the the right. the banks. Like I don't think they properly see that. I think they see Walmart mm. as bad guy. And it's like, look, I, I was right. fine. I can hate on Walmart all day long. I used to work for the assholes. Fuck them. But <laughs> but like. <laughs> but they're not the bad guy. The bad guy uh, is the is the 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 four or five financial institutions that run the whole goddamn system. Those are the bad right. guys. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're you're thinking small potatoes if you're thinking Walmart. It goes way higher than that. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah, but your your point is well made that they they do diagnose that there's an issue. They absolutely know yep. there's a problem. And it, and and so they 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 go to the thing that they're told will fix it. Which, honestly, again, you know, more sort of uh, at least from from where I went to college, uh, the public university that I went to, uh, yeah, that that problem is presented as socialism. It's it's mm-hmm. this is how you fix it is with this this other system. Mm-hmm. Or the, I'm sorry, the solution is presented as socialism. Right. Right. So the, I mean, so Tucker Carlson makes a good point here, I think. Right. <laughs> now I'm ready to disagree with him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, now that we've said, now that we've given the devil his due. Exactly. Now let's turn uh, to the meat of the issue. The conversation does continue. Well, I, you I, should not be surprised. So I agree to a certain extent. I think that the, the, the question is when the pedal hits the metal. Like you, you talk in the in the book. About- okay, we, we we mentioned this before we started recording, but when the pedal hits the metal is one of the that is one of the, I, I Ben Shapiro's I, voice I've makes me cringe. In like, I've not heard that in like fifteen years. I've uh, never heard anyone like, say that. It's it's the wrong idiom. <laughs> it's the it's the incorrect idiom. Because if the pedal hits the metal, that means you're going fast, right? That means you're 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 approaching a target or a goal with with rapidity and gusto, right? That's kind mm-hmm. of the point, you know. Put right. the pedal to the metal, right? That's pushing the pushing the pedal all the way down. Uh, you're 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 attempting to arrive at a place with a purpose, right? Um, mm-hmm. What he means is, um, I think you said b- before we started recording, um, when uh, oh shit, it was. Uh, what, when what, push comes to when shove. push comes to shove, that's exactly what you. Yes, um, when push comes to, that's what he means. It doesn't mean when the pedal hits mm. the metal. It's just, uh, <laughs> it just really bugs me because I hate his voice, and to hear his voice <laughs> say something wrong, just really, really, uh, <laughs> it's aggravating. <laughs> About technology and how it's shifting and taking away jobs from folks. Yes. And you make specific reference to truck driving and the fact yes. that there are going to be these automated cars on the roads. So would you, Tucker Carlson, be in favor of restrictions on the ability of trucking companies to use this sort of technology specifically to you know, sort of artificially maintain the number of jobs that are available in the trucking industry? Are you joking? In a no. second. In a second. In other words, if I were president, what I say to DOT, Department of Transportation, we're not letting driverless trucks on the road, period. Why? Really simple. Driving for a living is the single most common job for high school-educated men in this country, in all 50 states. By the way, that's the same group whose wages have gone down by 11% over the past 30 years. The social cost of eliminating their jobs in a 10-year span, 5-year span, 30-year span, is so high that it's not sustainable. So the greater good is protecting your citizens from... look. Capitalism is the best economic system I can think of, I think, that anyone's ever thought of. But that doesn't mean that it's a religion. 
and everything about it is good. No, but, but there's no I, niacine creed of capitalism that I have to buy into. What I care about is living in a country where, you know, decent people can live happy lives. I, I want to pause it right there just for a moment, because do you know what that mm-hmm. clip reminds me of? What? George W. Bush. Uh, oh. We have to uh, we have to abandon free market principles to save the free market system. Yes. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Hundred percent. That is that. That's just that repackaged. Yes. Same thing. Yep. Right. It, yeah. It, it exactly is. Um. And you know, to with, with Tucker's point, right? So obviously, the whole discussion around um, AI automation. Oh, was that the end of the clip? No, uh, it, it goes on. There's a little oh. bit more to it. Let, let's. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, let's just let's go ahead and finish. It. It. I just wanted to. I just wanted to point out the George W. Bush thing because that to me is. That is just exactly that. Yeah. Um, it continues. Actually. And so, no, I would say, immediately, no, are you joking? And I maybe would make up some pretext for public consumption, like, oh, they're dangerous. The technology is not quite finessed. No, no. But the truth would be, I don't want to put 10 million men out of work so this, because you're going to have 10 million dead families and the cascading effect from that will wreck your country. So I, I'm going to ask about the limiting principle there in just a second. Um, but first, uh, so Ben Shapiro goes into an ad read. Um, <laughs> yes, of course. Um, but I, but OK, so you you I'm sorry, you're beginning to say about AI automation. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, the whole discussion around like AI automation, right? It's that this is some unprecedented threat to humanity because this is honestly how it's portrayed by a lot of people. Uh, it's that, well, this AI automation, uh, it's dangerous. It's going to destroy our economy because it's going to put people out of work, right? Because obviously, you know, um, a lot of these like um, what is colloquially known as like unskilled labor, but I, I don't mean that in like a derogatory sense. I, I, that's just like how, what is often called. Yeah, and I, I yeah, like, that's the that's the yeah. slice of the that's the slice of industry that that falls into. Yeah, right. So like some like fast food work, right? Uh, right. Fast food industry. Uh, a lot of people will be put out of uh, put out of work because AI automation will be able to do that. Um, and. And uh, I don't mean to sound as if I'm being callous here in saying that, oh, well, you know, it doesn't matter if these people lose their jobs because it obviously matters. It's horrible, right? That's all. Whenever, whenever someone loses their job, it's an awful situation to find yourself in, right? Because then you have to find new work. And especially if the econ- overall economy is not doing well, this can be a very bad situation. Um, but on the economic side of this, uh, the, the idea that, well, because I've seen it portrayed um, as, as if AI automation is somehow making us poorer, and also that it is a it will be a net negative um, ultimately. Um, Both of those are just d- demonstrably incorrect, and I know you're going to say that, yeah. but keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. The, both those are absolutely incorrect. Um, there is no like. Here's the thing, right? With AI automation, people like to almost frame AI as like an other. In the sense that they, what, what I mean by that is, um, like something completely alien, something new and alien, right? Oh, we've never but, seen anything like this before, right? Yeah. Right. I, I, but I, I don't see it like that. I mean, it's a new aspect, right? It's maybe a more um, developed aspect of like capital in some sense, but it, it, it functions very much as an extension of human ingenuity to me. Like, I don't see it as some other thing 
outside of that, right? Maybe it can it can obviously run more autonomously, not completely autonomously, but more autonomously than other pieces of capital. But I think that's more of a difference in degree than kind. Yeah, um, yeah. Like like uh, every single innovation, every single one has put eliminated jobs. Every single technological innovation eliminates jobs, and that is a good thing. When you go from when you go from harvesting grain with a scythe yes. to using a combine, like <laughs> yes. there's a there's a there's a difference there, and that's that's a lot yes. of jobs that are gone. Where you once needed what was it? What does it take to do a single row? Five. The width of the combine is oh, probably yeah. six or seven rows. So yeah. that's six or seven guys. If you want to do the same, if you want to do the same width of a path. Not to mention the fact that mm-hmm. they're at they're walking at the pace of a man, and the right. combine's going at the pace of a combine. So right. your your whole the the, the whole it, it, to your point to illustrate your point. Every time something like that occurs, jobs are eliminated. Absolutely. Yes. That's and, not that's not like, a, a point of contention. Right. And when the technology is available to eliminate jobs, but it's artificially restricted, what that is really meaning is that you're keeping people trapped in labor that they would otherwise not need to do. Yeah. They wouldn't, when you put artificial restrictions on technology like this, you are, you are essentially forcing these people to work in a job that they would not need to work out. Now, the other charge would be, well, these people could not find any other job. And I often think that that's just an assertion. Like, how, how could you say that? How, well, this is this the thing. Like- I, I think everyone thinks everyone else is dumb. And to a certain uh-huh. extent, everyone's right. But, yeah. but the, the, the thing that I think that leads people to is this notion that everyone thinks everyone well, is dumb. And therefore, everyone thinks everyone is only suited to this one sort of right. uh, quote-unquote low-skill sort of position. Which is honestly a very elitist position for populists to take. It's it's kind of oh, an yeah. implicit assumption, which is that well, these people are just too dumb to get any other job, uh, right? That that is kind of like the implicit uh, assumption of a lot of these uh, arguments. Um, and, but and I don't mean to like trivialize it. Like yeah, if you lose your job and you have to find a new line of work, that sucks. Uh, it's not great. Um, but I, I I I still think that like look, the the idea that well. Uh, if you, someone loses their job, that means they just can't find another job. I just think that's wholly unsubstantiated. Like, I, I, where where is your source for that? Where's your proof of that? Like, you, you you can't say that beforehand and not just not bring any evidence. You know what I mean? Um, also, this there is a there is an idea that um, uh, a lot of people have this assumption. And I think this is also like indicative of like some like underlying cultural uh, belief that people have, which is that college is the final is like the zenith of learning right so like right. once you or, or like once you've uh, um exit or just exited school in general doesn't have to be college once you have exited school you're done learning right and i think that kind of puts like a very unhealthy um uh like mindset into people i mean it's very you know it, it would be nice if it was like that but if you hold that belief then you are going to be like well, uh, there's a good chance you're going to be screwed later on in life i agree you're, with you i think though that that's an expectation it's built out of two kind of identifiable social phenomena it's probably more complex than this but the two that i can think of 
are number one is the old school sort of pre gig economy condition whereby people could be uh-huh. lifers at a single company. Um, yes, you, that's that's gone. That doesn't exist anymore. Um, and right. the second is the lie that we were as very similar to what we were talking about earlier. The lie that. Um, you just, you go to school and once you leave school, now you're set and you're working. Um, yes, that was a massive fucking lie. Uh, and I'm, I mean, I mean, that was a, a massive lie for a lot of people. There are some people who that worked right. out for and, and I'm happy for them, but, um, I know I had to go back to fucking school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I couldn't get a job right. writing anywhere. So it's, it's the kind of thing where it's like, um, and and honestly, and here's the thing too. I know there's going to be some people who hear that and they're just like, "Well, learn to code, learn to code." That 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 market mm-hmm. is over full as well. That the bottom is about to fall right. out of that market. Um, like here, the the number of people who I know who are in that market who have told mm-hmm. me it's oversaturated and the bottom's about to fall out of it. I, I trust right. them. <laughs> right. Um. So it's it's one of those things where there's no there is no solution to that kind of problem. Not yeah, really. And, and the whole- Right. Honestly, the the market, like the demand for any sector of the economy is not going to stay static, right? Um, any type of job um, that's going to be required or needed or like for the, uh, you know, for the economic factors to work properly, quote unquote. Right. Uh, that's never going to stay static. It's always going to change. So if you go into the mindset that, yeah, well, like, just like you said, like the learn to code thing, right? A lot of those people did take that advice and they did. And now it is, there's a lot of people in that field. Uh, and now other fields might uh, be um, requiring uh, that labor more, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. that, so it's always just like delicate look at the, balance. There was, the, there was a similar boom. Of course, it's it's oh, it's over a different time span, but there was a similar boom with the DEI stuff, and the people who were really in demand were the people who were like the sociology grads and and the mm-hmm. all those people who got into the DEI scam, and they were getting hired on these big companies to run these DEI offices and stuff. The bottom already fell out of that market. We uh, there were right. a couple of tweets. Um, I think it was last year. There was a, a series, a long thread of of DEI people, people in that industry, talking about how there's no jobs anymore in that market it's right. over um and so so you can i mean look you can try to predict where the market's going to go and try and position yourself the best way you possibly can but you're not the only person doing that and it's going to change the way that right. it looks moving forward it, it, the, the demand yeah. for that particular skill set is not going to be the same in 10 years as it is now yeah like look um there's often so you cannot predict with certainty like what the market will do, right? No, this is why central planning doesn't work, of course. Exactly. Uh, one of the reasons why it doesn't work. Uh, so it's like if people – and remember, every producer, of course, is a consumer themselves, right? You know, it's not like uh, it's this hard division of producers versus consumers or right. something. Um, yeah, it's it's so classic, whenever, classic eye pencil stuff. Yeah, exactly. So like when, when you're when you're talking about this – uh, it's like, well, while yes, you know, the certain producers might become might be out of work um, because you know the demand changes. All that means is now, though, that the consumers are the the consumers in the economy something more. And if if you're if you're let off on a job because you know now your labor is going to be freed up because this AI automation can produce more efficiently at a cheaper cost, that means that. The cost of producing those those things should at least 
uh, go down. Right? Yeah. The, the, the price of those items should drop now that they're going to be more abundantly available for production. And for now that you're going to have, there's, you, you can't forget the negative pressure too, because now that you do have and will have, I, I don't think Trevor Carlson is wrong in saying that once you have AI trucks on the road, a lot of people are going to be out of a job. What yeah. does that do to the demand side pressure for goods? Right. You know right. what I mean? So prices have yes. to drop. Yes, exactly. And uh, so, and, and just to that point, right, when you, what this is really doing in a market economy, right, not not talking about like, the, I've already said, like, it, from the individual's perspective, losing your job, it's awful, right? So I'm not trying to Absolutely. be here, but from, from a bird's eye view of the economy, when you have technological innovation that removes jobs, what that is really doing is it's saying that, okay, the labor now, you're the labor of that person is not required to produce what the consumers value here. But now that means that their labor is now freed up into other areas of the economy that do still require that labor um, uh, from the, from the individual who was fired. And now they have, now there's more demand for those people to go into the other sectors of the economy. uh, I want to, I want to hit on a point that you may, I'm sorry, I hate to, but but I I don't want to forget this point. I want to hit on something that you did say. It does suck on the individual level. Like there's nothing there's, we're not denying that in the slightest, but if, if Tucker's argument is that the whole fucking economy is going to collapse as a result, he's just wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, um, there is net there. Like if that was true, we would not be here talking. Uh, more than likely, right? No. Because technological innovation. The uh, amount of change to the economy just because of the internet alone. It's yes. the reason we're here talking. Yes. <laughs> and uh, like if ever, all these things had collapsed, then it would it would seem to imply that there's something that caused technological growth just to like eat itself and collapse an economy. Um, yeah, it, it, we it's don't, nonsense. That does not seem to be the case. Yeah, it seems to be the opposite, actually. Uh, uh, it, it's like, you know, the, it was Frederick Bastiat, the famous, uh, uh, the famous French economist, or no, he wasn't, was Bastiat, Bastiat was a, uh, a journalist. Was he, a, he wrote on economics, but was he, yeah, yeah, he was. Bastiat was, was, uh, Bastiat was one of those, okay, there's like this, as I understand him, Bastiat was one of those guys who's a lot like a lot of those guys at the time, which is that they did a little bit of everything. Um, right. Kind of like William Godwin was, actually. William Godwin yeah. was a guy who did a little bit of everything. He did population statistics right. when he was arguing with Thomas Mathis, and he did anarchist yep. stuff, and he wrote fiction. So, like, there's there's yep. that kind of guy, and I think Bastiat was one of those. Right, yeah. But anyway, uh, Bastiat uh, wrote this famous, famous, like, allegory called The Petition of the Candlemakers. Um and it's it's fantastic. If no one has ever read it, it is a great short like parable. Um, basically, the what ha- the the the, um, the thesis of this is that um, you have these candle makers, right? And they're like, look, um, they go to Congress and they're like, look, um, we're getting destroyed. Our bi- like our business is collapsing because there's this this thing that. It gives out free light to everyone and we cannot compete with it. So we're asking you, Congo congressman, to make it a law that everyone has to shut their windows and shut their blinds and like uh, completely keep their house dark. Yeah. Um, And if you do this, 
uh, then we'll be back in business. We'll make more money because right now we're we're not going to like survive. Right. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the big thing giving them the light is obviously the sun. Right. They're petition. They're making a petition to have people close their windows, uh, completely black out their windows so that they cannot receive the free sunlight so that they'll have to pay for light. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That's a very good yeah. that is a, that's a that's a that's that's a very good analogy. It's it's like a it's almost like a broken window fallacy, but before the window even gets yeah. built. Right. It's like right. you're <laughs> it's it's kind of the same thing. Where right. you're, you're, if you're no only sense, your only metric is demand for a particular kind of labor. That's the only metric you're looking at. Right. And the re- like the reason you want the candle in the first place is because what well, you want, you know, you want light. But if you already have light, then you don't need the candle. Right. So 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 their their whole argument is let's let's you know kick out uh, the legs from these people. Let's let's break their knees and then we'll give them a wheelchair. You know, and then then the won't the wheelchair industry be going good? Yeah, know? sure. What if we just break everyone's leg? Let's. Man. What about this? This is the this is something I actually want to chase down. You mentioned candles and stuff. Okay, so yeah. we have this we have this this situation now where we have these candles. Okay, mm-hmm. what's coming along now? It's it's nineteen or eight, it's the early nineteenth or twentieth century, right? What's coming along now? We've mm-hmm. got electricity. Holy shit! Uh, yep. Holy shit. This is going to fuck up everything for us candle guys. But the thing is, everyone's going to go to it because it's not going to burn down your house. Right. Ideally. (laughs) Poorly installed electrical, I guess, can. But ideally, it's not going to burn your house down, at least not as easily. So Mm -hmm. there's this this idea that um, if we follow the logic of, of the people who push these AI solutions, whom, by the way, I don't really believe anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's there. I really don't. Um, but if we follow their logic and the, and the assumption or the, or the, 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 the truth of the matter is that AI trucking, let's just stick with truckers thing. AI trucking is going to be safer than human piloted trucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many road deaths would that reduce? If you had if you had people if you replaced uh, human pilots on trucks with a computer that was sufficient for the job, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, like I said, I don't think it's there. But assuming it but gets assuming there, it is. Yeah. right? Assuming it gets to the point where something like this could could act could conceivably happen without ridiculous liabilities of the people making the AI, right? Because right. that's that's right. ultimately what stops it is when there is the possibility of massive fucking liability. Um, right. when that has been tamped down enough and there's enough confidence in the technology that they, they feel like they can deploy this without that kind of liability. Um, how isn't, isn't that a safer solution? Like, isn't that the same argument as electricity versus the candlestick maker is this idea that, yeah, it's going right. to put the candlestick maker out of business, but we're going to have way fewer fires. So right. it's good yeah. for a number <laughs> of reasons. <laughs> right. Yeah, not just like, you know, number go up economics. It's also good for like, you know, safety. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, assume, assume, giving them the assumption that yeah. it is safer. Assuming I don't know. The I'm argument, not made, I, assuming no, the argument I, made by these tech platforms and stuff is true. Yeah. I'm not qualified to say safer. I don't know. 
Uh, but assuming it is, then yeah, it, that would absolutely be an argument in its favor that, hey, yeah, this will also, you know, uh, oh, be safer. But and also, also part of the uh, reason uh, it's uh, inevitable, just like electricity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you know, there has never been a, a, a successful Luddite revolution. Uh, I yeah, no. <laughs> there hasn't been. There's um, another concern I have. This is another thing I was thinking about, and I yeah. hate to. I know you want to go other places with this, but this is something I was no, thinking no, about when fine. you first brought this up, and you first brought up Tucker, and we listened to that clip before we started recording. The thing I thought about immediately was prove to me, Tucker Carlson, that you do not want to lose to China. Prove oh, to yes, me yes, yes. that you do okay. not want to lose to not just China. Let's say India. Let's say some place that's not on the economic think? razor's edge that China is. Let's say India, Brazil, Russia. Right. Prove it. Prove that you do not it, want to lose to them because you will. If you start stifling innovation the way that you say you would if you were president, you're losing. You've lost already. It's so funny you brought this up. Did you see a Jackalope writer's t- a tweet about this? I did not. Okay, he basically uh, I, I posted in the in the message. I, it, it's basically the same thing. See, this is what happens when the people that you hang out with are too smart. You don't have an original thought. <laughs> let me look, let me read this. Uh, Jackalope writer says, "Quote another Venn diagram uh, with an insane amount of overlap is people who are deeply concerned that China is out innovating the U.S. and that for the good of Americans there have to be limits on technological advancement imposed by the U.S. government." Fucking perfect. And then the meme underneath it. Oh, yes. Uh, That's excellent. That's perfect. Yeah, it's a Venn diagram. Uh, One side, China is out innovating America. The other side, America should limit innovation. In the middle, Tucker Carlson. There you go. Yeah, the overlap is Tucker's face. It's in the overlapping area. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's such such a good point, though. It's like, oh, yeah, China is destroying us. What are we going to do? We're going to hinder our own innovation. Yeah, oh, absolutely. No. I mean, that's the it's it's a it's it's such a ridiculous idea. <laughs> you know, it's like the idea that well, you know, all these jobs are going over to China. So what we're going to do is we're going to make these protectionist policies. But it's like, why did they go to China in the first place? Oh, was it because it was more economically viable for them? Why was it more economically viable for them? Maybe you should address that point yeah. instead of like shooting your own population in the foot to like sustain your industries here. <laughs> because when China can take people out of trucks and put them in chip fabs, then the chip fabs they're building, I mean, you're concerned. There's a massive concern now. I don't know if you've seen anything about this. There's a massive concern now about China taking over silicon. That that the the, the chip fabs are based that the way that China has invested so heavily in developing uh, chip fabrication Mm-hmm. That it's it's going to cause one of the core it's it's sort of a core production side of the economy um, in the U.S. especially with Intel is chip fabrication. Um, it's one of the few things that we make here, um, and the 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 that China is investing so heavily in that is a massive threat to that that corner of the industry. It, as soon as China can pull, they're going to pull people out of trucks and put them in chip fabs as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. As soon as this AI is available, right? That's how that's how you lose, right? I remember. Um, I think yeah. Now this is really going back, but um, Bob Murphy was having an argument with Vox Day. I don't know if people know who Vox Day is, um, but Bob Murphy he was he's like this like right wing kind of like protectionist. He's a lot more than that, but like this our this debate was about protectionism and. Um, he was talking about like how, well, no, actually protectionism will make us richer 
as, as a country. And uh, Bob Murphy made the argument in this debate that, okay, let's imagine that China sent every American a free car in on their doorstep. This car is completely free, um, and they just, like, dropped it right on their doorstep. Um, this is going to make a lot of car uh, industries in the U.S. very unhappy because now these people are getting cars for free and they don't have to buy from them, uh, you know? This is going to make those, those car industries in America very unhappy. But would we say that America is now poorer because of this? Are, are individuals who just got that free car now poorer because of what just happened? And that really, I, I think, just cl- like clinches the debate. Right? That, it really does. It really it, does. It, it's, it's like, oh, okay, I'm getting this free thing, and you're trying I'm now poorer. <laughs> what happened well, – I, I, I always – looking back when I was a kid, man. It's like the sun thing. It's like the petition yeah. to makers. I'm getting this free light, and you're trying to tell me that uh, the economy would be better if we were all forced to shut our windows and not and take sunlight into right. the house. And then right, right. Everybody has to have blackout curtains now. Right, Yeah. So make sure the candle, the candlestick makers stay in business. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, I, I wonder what happened because the, the conservatism of when I was a kid, all right, uh-huh. I remember having these conversations with people where the conservatism that existed when I was a kid, especially from Gen X and, and from some of the, some of the boomers was sort of a fuck you kind of capitalism where it was like, yeah. um, yeah, look, market corrections hurt, things hurt. But you cannot stifle it because ultimately the rising tide lift, lifts all boats and mm-hmm. everyone's better off for it. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. And uh, go ahead, finish your point. Sorry. Well, I'm just wondering what the hell happened to that to that level, that to that kind of conservatism, such that the conservatives on television are now saying we have to make anything that's going to threaten the trucker's job illegal. I think it goes back to the fact that they're realizing that it's not just like these, you know, uh, kooky lefties who are kind of feeling, who are feeling lied to by the system. It's also people uh, in general. Right. And this is why like the socialists have like grown in the past few years is that they've, you know, as we were talking earlier, they kind of feel abused by the system. So I think a lot of the right is now saying, okay, if we want to have a chance at even, you know, uh, not losing this, you know, population base or not losing this voting base i should say uh to our side we have mm. to address their- i think that's probably what instigated this as establishment democrats have have more and more sort of taken the fuck the working class sort of position is this the conservatives mm-hmm. filling that gap i think so yeah they're filling the demand in the, right, in right. the voting uh, market yeah that makes that actually would make a that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of um, sense. I'm sorry, you were saying it, it, earlier though. I didn't mean to take us off in that direction. Oh no, no, you're fine. Uh, but you know, the the obvious and and I think correct reductio ad absurdum to this whole argument is that okay, you think that you know, I, and again, look, I, I, I'll I'll restate again. Um, this losing your job on an individual level is awful. I, I'm I'm not trying to like be callous about this, but if if we take Tucker's argument seriously then every time there's a new tech, we should, what technological innovation should we have allowed? Like, let's say you're God and you can just go back in time uh, or you supersede time and you can deter and you can change things and you can say, well, uh, 
yeah, no, I'm not going to allow, you know, the Kanjin or something like that. Right. Uh, you know, um, the, having wheels. You see, developing wheels allowed the transportation of goods to be transported much easier. And before, people would have to carry them on their back. And that reduced jobs of people carrying things on their back from point A to point B. So right. now we can't have wheels, you see. Um, we can't have transfer, like um, uh, tra- non-human transportation. So, therefore, uh, everyone has to carry supplies on their back. Um, and now that'll give them jobs, right? Because then, uh, you know. Yeah. It's, well, it's it always like makes me wonder. Jobs. It always so, makes me wonder. They'll be doing like, more stuff for, throughout their life. Right. It always makes me wonder what's the why? Why aren't you arguing then? Tucker Carlson. Let's take it away from agriculture, right? Because there's a mm-hmm. there's this weird little thing, especially in American history, called slavery that made <laughs> industrialization of agriculture uh, sort of a back burner issue for a while. So let's mm-hmm. let's move away from agriculture a little bit because there's that's a it gets you get really bogged down in bullshit with that. Let's talk about uh, computation. <clears throat> uh-huh. So we know for a fact, right? And they made they made a movie about this um, that. The computer, the person who sat down and did math, right? That there were banks of these people working in institutions like NASA. Mm-hmm. Doing doing what a TI-84 can do. Yes. Banks of people doing that very thing. The, the, the banks of people. People in desks. People who yeah. took up space. Did work. Their entire job taken over by a TI-84. Is that development good? (laughs) I would I would challenge Tucker Carlson to answer that in a consistent way with what he's saying now. Right. Is the TI-84 a good thing? Right. Was it good for the economy? Because there's no there's it, 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 it is mind boggling to me. That you can that you can make the argument that developing a technology which drastically reduces the labor intensiveness of any given job is a bad thing. Yeah, um, I, I I I've been thinking for a while actually too uh, about so it's like a lot of these people right so like especially like on like the kind of like the neo reaction side of things they'll talk about like how they'll make an argument where it's like, look, people just need to work. Uh, it doesn't matter if their work is good or bad. They just need to work to have fulfilling. <laughs> the labor um, theory of labor theory of fulfillment. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Um, <laughs> and, and, this, and, this, and this tie that actually that's a great term. And it ties into just what I'm going to say here is that I think a large portion is I, and I, again, this is just, I could be completely wrong, but I think a large portion of this is all from the Protestant work ethic. Mm-hmm. Because think, it's not a focus on, because what they focus on, you're 100% right, because they don't focus on the idea of actual, any kind of real fulfillment. They focus on busy work and they use the yeah. word purpose to describe it. And that's that what I, really right. fucking gets me. Yeah. So for people who don't under, don't know what the, uh, don't know what the um, Protestant work ethic is, it is essentially this uh, conception in Protestantism, which uh, essentially says that, look, when you're busy, when you're doing like labor that's highly intensive, you are closer to God yes. in some sense, right? And, and it kind of like developed this mindset in a lot of people through American culture. And the, the Protestant work ethic is very embedded in American culture. It has mm-hmm. been for a long time. Yeah, um, post, post, uh, post-revivalist America, yeah. 
Yeah, work for work's sake is a noble virtue. Now, I'm not saying that you can't, like, I, I think a, a person can be, like, in love with their work and they can, you know, and they like doing it. And if they weren't in, in a, a job, they'd be doing it as a hobby. And I'm not against that. I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, I, I want to go even further than that, actually, and I want to say okay. <clears throat> I think I think the willingness to work hard is a virtue. Mm-hmm. The ability to work hard is a virtue. The the willingness and ability to work hard for something that matters is a virtue. I'm a guy that yes. I, I grew up watching my dad bust his ass at a job he hates, and he's still doing it. But I watched him do it to feed us, and that to me is virtuous. I, I there is virtue there, but it's not because of the work. It's because of what came from it. He was able to care for right. his family. That's what mattered. That was you, where the virtue came from. Right. You work to live, not live to work. Exactly. Exactly. I'm sorry. Continue. I wanted to go a little farther with the virtue no, discussion. Though. No, that's that's a very good add-on, though, because I agree. Like, I you, you should be prepared uh, to work hard, right? If that's what it takes. But the work for work's sake, I think, uh, as, as a default, uh, is kind of what's driving a lot of this, right? It's like yes. this idea that oh, look, um, it's going to remove uh, people's ability to uh, find jobs in this thing. That means they're not going to be working as intensely. And therefore, they're going to lose purpose because a lot of these new reaction types seem to believe that, well, if you don't ha- if there's not a, a, a labor intensive job that can take your mind off the horrors of the world or reality, essentially, people will just fall into nihilism. So yes. it's really it's almost a very nihilistic belief that we just need to keep distracting them or else they're going to lose their purpose. Right. Uh, Well, this is a it's an interesting thing, actually, in combination with something I've heard Tucker say before, where he's talked about, uh, you know, I described him as a populist. He describes himself as an elitist. He says um, he he says that uh, the quality of the elites that we have right now is the problem with elitism currently, that elitism with good quality elites is good. Now, the thing that I think. And I think this, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna derail this for a second and circle back to something I said earlier, right. which is that everybody thinks everybody else is stupid, um, uh-huh. and everybody's kind of right. But the the <laughs> the Tucker's position, I think, on this is informed in part by the belief that everyone's an idiot, and so this idea, yes. I think, he carries Listen this idea. Argument. Do what? That's the implicit belief in the argument. Yes, exactly. And, and that, that this idea that like the trucker that's going to be put out of out of the trucking business by whatever AI development or whatever it is that we're talking about, the trucker that's going to be put out of business by this AI truck, uh, he doesn't have a, a workshop where he builds chairs in his free time, right. what little free time he has because he's working so goddamn hard on the fucking truck. Riding a goddamn truck twelve or, hours a day, or that so people are just too stupid to like learn a trade or something like that. You know, right? Or, or, some, or, or that these else. people just it's don't very have insulting. Or that they don't have yeah. productive, like creative hobbies. Now, I, I'm right. not like like that they don't build stuff that people don't yeah. knit in their free time. Like like shit that it, people could turn into a trade. Yeah. If they needed to or wanted to, or there was the it demand is, for it. it. It is the infantilization of, uh, like, uh, blue-collar work, right? That's what it seems like. Right. It's like, oh, these people, these, uh, you know, plebeians, they're just too dumb. They're just yes, too stupid. That all they to, can is uh, the implicit argument, you're 100%, the implicit argument is that all they can do is drive a truck. Yes. 
that they don't have a metal shop that they can make shit to sell or they don't no. they don't they can't they can't they don't know how to you know build a table or whatever i'm, I'm, gonna, I'm picking i'm, I'm picking things like that because guys like that do yeah. things like that but you know what i yes. mean i yes i'm gonna play devil's advocate here and i'll say that um what they might say then to that is that no 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 what we're actually saying is that the economy has been so fucked by uh the powers that be it's just not economically viable for these people to find another job, which I, I disagree with. But even if that was the case, um, the argument should be that, okay, well, why don't we, why don't you then advocate policies that would unfuck the economy? I know. I agree <laughs> with, actually, I think that argument has merit. I'm going to, I'm yeah. going to say, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to say, I think that might in fact be the case, but that is a great I mean, argument yeah, for fixing that, yeah. the fucking economy. I, I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think it's, it's as bad as like they would probably say it is. Like, I don't think like it's impo- it would be impossible. I've got, to find another job, but I do agree that I think it would be much harder given the state sure i will look i'm 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 much more doomer on the economy so so i mean <laughs> my position is going to be yeah if, it, sure. if it's if it's catastrophic and economic it'll probably happen in the current system but but uh-huh. even then even then um I, I i do agree with you though that is a that is a great argument for fixing the fucking economy fixing the yeah. goddamn money for fixing the way that that shit works as opposed <laughs> to stifling innovation right yeah <laughs> It just seems like stifling innovation is just like the insult to injury at that point. It's like that while the economy sucks and things are going to get more expensive. Yeah, and you want to keep shit expensive and you want to yeah. lose to China. Right. <laughs> while complaining that China is beating you. While yeah. you're like, you're holding this anchor and you're like, China's holding me down. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that, that, that is the... the it's cons- like, you know the meme of the kid putting the spoke in the bike wheel, the, the stick in the bike wheel, uh, mm-hmm. you know? And, and exactly. falls over and he's like, damn you, China. That is exactly the consistent <laughs> you the, do this to me. The consistent albatross around the American economy has been the conservatives' inability to just let it go. Yeah. This is what happened in 2008. That the, the conservative inability to just let something fall apart. Yeah. As if they see, like, and this is actually, that's a great point. I think this is also what the conservatives see. Conservatives are all about upholding institutions, right? This is, this right. is a very common through line throughout uh, conservatism. And they see the collapse of an institution as inherently bad thing, and it must be propped up. And the role of the government is to prop up fundamental institutions that they believe will lead to, like, what they view as the good life, right? Even if that um, means so forcing when, an American car company with a, with a pedigree yes. to be fucking bought out by an Italian one with shit boxes. That's what happened with fucking Fiat <laughs> yeah. Chrysler. I mean, that, yeah. that's... Uh, even if you have to undermine its identity, you must yeah. maintain the facade of the institution. Right. So, no matter how much lip service conservatives may pay to the free market, I truly believe that, for a lot of them at least, there is this opposition to the the idea of creative destruction, which, which would mean, like, when institutions fall, like which would... Like if you if you trust the market in the Senate, and I don't mean like if I, people who hear me say that will say, oh, that sounds very religious. It's like no, I'm just talking about like the mechanisms, the straight, right. straight up mechanisms right. of how market economies work. If you trust the mechanisms of the market economy, creative destruction is a positive thing economically. Uh, Necessarily, the, yeah, I mean it's it's yeah. a corollary to necessity being the mother of invention. It's the yes. it's it's the it's the sort of necessary flip side of that. Is that in, yes. in order for something to be necessary, something's got to be broken. Yes. 
and this is the whole you know george w bush thing you know we have to abandon free market principles to save the free market it's like we have to you know adopt socialist uh uh, you know, policies in order to prop up these, you know, big conglomerate, you know, these massive corporations and banks. Um, uh, and that's what the conservatives did. And that's what they support uh, because they, they have this belief, I, I believe, that they cannot, like what they see as longstanding American institutions to fail. Um, because that's, how, that's what they correlate with America degrading. Right. Is yeah. if these big companies fail, then that means our, our society is falling. But that's not true at all. In fact, it's quite the opposite. When a crash happens, that means that is the fix. The crash is the fix to something bad that happened in the economy prior. Yeah. Uh, it it's, means the, it's that something was invested incorrectly and these people are paying the price for uh, doing whether they're, you know, being malicious about it or they're just, you know, unintentionally doing it, you know, whatever the case may be, the market economy is going to like a river is going to route around. And it's people, going to, you know, people used to yeah. accept as a given the notion of the economic correction. Right. Where it's like, like, and especially in the fiat system, right? Um, people used to accept as a given that you're going to have something fall apart eventually because overinvestment happens, and it's and it's and it's near guaranteed and, to happen. Yeah, and even if it wasn't anything like, and even if it wasn't like something that was, because uh, you know, obviously, um, trying to like centrally plan the economy is going to, you know. It, like anyone who understands Austrian economics knows that any attempt to like centrally plan the economy is going to lead to mal or misinvestment, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and because, but it can also happen just naturally through technological innovation. Sometimes industries fall apart uh, because they're no longer valued in the way that they're producing the goods. And the investment in that the investment in that industry ends up being malinvested because it's a it's it's no longer necessary. It, it yeah, is, exactly. Because yeah, continuing to invest in when no one actually values the product that you're, or at least whether it's the product or the process you're using to make the product, whatever. If if they don't value one of those two things. Uh, then yeah, continuing to invest in that is a malinvestment. <laughs> right, exactly. So it's one of those things that I, I, I've I've never understood. I've never understood the argument that that Tucker Carlson is making here. I didn't understand it yeah, when the it, left it, was making it twenty years ago. Yeah, it is just protection. It, yeah, it's ultimately just protectionism. It is, uh, and like, look, if your only argument is the argument that, like, yeah, this is bad. This is going to put a lot of people out of work. I, I agree, it's bad it, it, for the individual. It's not great, but. If that's your argument, then you should then then why aren't you arguing that it's bad to fire anyone? Why don't you force all employers to keep their keep the people employed? Why are you so against unions? Right. Why? How about you? uh, If that's truly your belief, then you should be arguing that no one is ever allowed to fire anyone ever. It, It. But that would be they they see that that would be ridiculous, just like I think that Tucker yeah. Carlson would be forced to say that the TA 84 is probably a good thing, even though it put many, many, many people out of business. Right. Exactly. So it ultimately just becomes arbitrary. Like he's saying, like, well, you know, 10 million people could be out of work. OK, how many people would you accept being out of work? Which number? Yeah, what what lot? innovations are you allowed to go through and why yeah. is your metric number of people out of work. I mean, that's that's another issue, too, is if your metric right. is number of people out of work. Well, compare that to number of people who would not be uh, killed or seriously injured in road fatalities. 
Right. Can you run those numbers? Can you tell me uh, now that we're talking about now that we're making consequentialist value judgments, let's go all the fuck in. How many yeah. fucking road deaths are worth those hundred, those 10 million jobs? Yeah. And how much and also uh, how much uh, more is the cost of food or any other uh, any other product that's being uh, driven across the country because of how much the labor costs? How many right. more people? Right. Yeah, exactly. How many more people are going to be unable to buy goods or, or or groceries because you won't just let the computer do it? because there are people at the bottom of the income and that bottom is getting larger who are priced out of buying fucking groceries right how are you gonna are you cool with that for those 10 million jobs plus the road deaths plus all the other shit that you're maintaining because you're scared to have the computer drive the truck yeah yeah. And, and also, you know, there's an, another point to this, which I think is funny. Um, and it kind of goes into the, uh, what I was saying before about like the Protestant work ethic, where, um, you know, the whole idea of communism is like assuming post scarcity, right? Sure. Now, I don't believe post scarcity in, in the literal ter- definition of the term is possible. No. But what, if they Not while we like, live in a three dimensional world. No. Yeah. <laughs> if they just mean, if they just mean like hyper abundance, though. So, um, I think that could be possible for a lot of things. Uh, there's I think a lot of there's a lot, lot of, of ways in which uh, we're living in a time of hyperabundance now. The yeah, sheer exactly. the sheer and, amount of food that gets produced and wasted is is the amount of economic wastage that occurs is mind blowing. Absolutely mind blowing. And it's funny too because like if that's what they mean by post scarcity, then I would argue that post scarcity is in some sense the driving force of capitalism like like a desire for it, it at least cap- yeah yeah well or that capitalism is driving towards a communistic end and what i mean by that is, is if they mean post-scarcity in that sense the goal of uh, the goal of capitalism in some sense it might be an incidental goal or like an incidental happens happening of capitalism but it what's happening is that capitalism is the capitalism is so efficient um, at producing goods and uh, so efficient at, uh, you know, day-to-day changes in a, a consumer evaluation that, and it has corrective mechanisms when it's wrong, um, that in it is eliminating excess labor that does not need to be uh, added to the economy to produce uh, the, the goods the consumers actually value. Mm-hmm. That it, it, it is so efficient at that, that you could envision this uh, possibility that, AI continues to like take over more and more parts of labor economy, reducing the price to the most it could be reduced to. Oh um, yeah. Maybe in a theoretical sense. Right. Sure. So that means like, it's like the, what, um, what I said about like the Bob Murphy analogy, which is like, let's say China just gives us a bunch of cars uh, for free on everyone's doorstep. Are we now poorer? If the AIs just produce all this stuff for us, uh, are we now poorer because of it economically? No, no, we're not. <laughs> and I, I think it's insane to say that we would be. I mean, uh, it's the it's the same kind of thing with like the concern for the desktop 3D printer, right? Let's say <clears throat> I'm, I don't know how much Tucker Carlson knows about. <clears throat> I'm, I don't know why there's a frog in my throat. I don't know how much Tucker Carlson knows about home manufacturing, but mm-hmm. um, I'm going to assume not much. But even if he even if he did. Uh, the the desktop home 3D printer, right? 
180 mm-hmm. bucks. 180 yeah. bucks. You can get one of these things. You know what you don't need to buy if you have one of these? What's that? Damn near any little item that you might need ever. Right. Yeah. Uh, crazy? I, I mean, uh, uh, and, and toilet, also, toilet paper roll holders, key holders, uh, uh, the, the, the fucking, the, uh, the mounts for my headphones on shit. The, the, the amount of shit I've printed. Yeah. That's not guns, <laughs> but just right. because I needed something around the house. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, look, people have said that 3d printers are like the fourth industrial revolution uh, or the next industrial revolution, right? Where it's like, look, this is a hu- going to be a huge turning point um, for uh, the world uh, in manufacturing where, yeah, this could put a lot of things out of business. Yeah, the absolutely. People can access because, look, third parties are always potentially a cost, right? Whenever you have uh, like they're not always a cost, but the like uh, oftentimes third parties are it's the middleman. But but they can be a cost, right? If I can if I can get the good easier without the middleman, then the middleman is a cost. Yes, at that point. absolutely. So if I can just it, it, with the three D printer, if I don't have to go through any other like production chain uh, to get what I want. Then the, the yeah then the production chains are then a cost and up and um, artificially making it so that I can't produce the thing I want and I have to go through the uh, the you know the the, the um, old standing production chains that is more costly to me because I could get it cheaper otherwise yeah um, and and also you know with three D printing that's a great example um, you know just as like you say like you know when a new TV or new technology technology comes out it's often very very expensive at first obviously and eventually um you know a, a lot of very rich people usually invest in this and that will the investment creates more of this technology and that drives the price down right that's a more simplified version of it but that's essentially what happens yep. in the economy um and so when when you're talking about this with 3d printers also right um also milling machines like classic milling machines also um there's uh, advancements in those and i eventually i think that you'll often you'll eventually see um metal 3 3d printers that print metal more efficiently it, it will and move to the desktop eventually. eventually yeah yes eventually it will get there and once that happens uh everything's on the table it's the over game it's over. Yeah. <laughs> once i can once i can buy a 3d printer that can print substantially the same metal material under the same uh-huh. kind of fatigues that you know metal material around my house would be under um mm-hmm. as soon as i can buy something like that for 300 bucks dude it's a it's yeah. a it's fucking it's, it's a game changer an absolute game changer yeah, yeah. And it's coming yeah and anyone who says that this is going to make us poorer as an economy is off their rocker. Insane. Like, you, you don't understand economics. I'm sorry. I'm sorry yeah. to play the, oh, you just don't understand this card, but I'm sorry you don't. If you think this is going to make us poorer, you don't understand. Uh, <laughs> Not in the slightest. And here's the thing, too. Think yeah. about this, too. What, 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 let's, let's actually game that out, too, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, now, I'm sure these numbers are mismatched, right? I've, so the layoffs that he's talking about are probably pretty close to accurate. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to argue with that too much. Mm-hmm. But I will say, what happens when things like home manufacture become better, more accessible, and, and cheaper, and faster? Like, what happens as that starts to occur more? What happens to the demand for truckers? It's right. not just AI trucks that are a threat to the demand for truckers. It's the fact that not everybody's going to need to ship everything all the time anymore. Right. I can have, I, yeah, instead of having to ship it, I can just make this. 
myself uh, with the help of a 3D type of, you know, um, production source like that. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, what, what what happens then? I mean, this is uh, you you can't you can't. It's kind of like the internet. You cannot beat it. It always routes around. The market's the same thing. The market will mm. always route around whatever you try to put up in its way. The market will route around all the way yeah, exactly. all the way up to and including just doing illegal shit. Yeah, because the market <laughs> will always route around. Right. It's also like like look. Um, if everyone stops valuing cigarettes tomorrow, right? Um, the, 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 the value of the things that go into producing, assuming like, let's assume that there's some type of, uh, cigarette, uh, production machine, but it can't, let's just assume magically that it can't be used for any other purpose other than making cigarettes. Like it can't be broken down and transformed. It's magic or something. It can't be broken down or transformed into some other uh, other more it is only use. made up of it um, it has no constituent parts it is it is a whole yeah, it thing is just, yeah yes it is a thing in itself a whole thing in itself it can only make cigarettes um and then everyone tomorrow stops valuing cigarettes the value of that machine is zero now yeah it is zero do you know what uh, actually people, happened when when what you're describing i'm sorry i'm, I'm interrupting you you no, finish your ahead, thing and then i'll go on no no, no you go ahead go ahead no i'm sorry i just i you got me excited no, because I you mentioned done. i was this. basically saying i was basically saying that now the labor that goes into producing that thing with that machine is now zero too yeah <laughs> so. exactly it's all it's all worth nothing and when that yeah. actually did happen that did happen to the cigarette industry mm-hmm, and yeah. when it did happen what did they do they bought the vape companies yeah right the cigarette companies just bought the vape companies and or they tried to make a, 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 a product and, and hammer it into the marketplace through legislative fiat. This was something that they did um, that was done by Altria, I think, which used to be Philip Morris, if I'm not mistaken. I want to be correct about this. Uh, Altria. Uh, Altria Group. Yes. Okay. So Altria Group used to be Philip Morris. They make cigarettes, just a ton of fucking cigarettes and smokeless mm-hmm. tobacco and all this other shit. Okay. So when when vaping was eating their lunch, they invented this little device called the IQOS. I Q O S. I don't even know how you're supposed to pronounce this. They were the root of. You remember a few several years ago now when the FDA was going on and on and on about vaping and how dangerous it is and shit. Yeah. 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 That was coming from Altria Group. Shocking, isn't because it? Isn't they it were, shocking that tobacco companies have consistently pushed legislation uh, that it, or or pushed narratives and legislation or lobbied for legislation that has wanted to keep weed illegal and oh, yeah. wanted to like uh, uh, put restrictions on vaping? How weird! Isn't yeah, that strange? Yeah, but yeah. they tried to force it, and then so it was happening. All, all of that stuff was happening. You can look at the timeline. All of that stuff was happening in the lead up to the release of their little shitty fucking IQOS device nobody wanted because it's still combustion. So their whole their whole fucking thing, right? When their market was attacked, they tried to innovate around. The smarter cigarette companies just bought a vape company. <laughs> but they tried to fucking pull some legislative bullshit. Didn't really work yeah. for them because their product was shit. But the right. smarter cigarette companies, they just bought vape companies. They just said, fuck it, yeah. fine. We'll just yeah. buy the people it, it, who are eating our lunch. Right. It, it really seems like, because look, in, in a free market economy, consumers rule, right? And what we mean by that when we say that is that consumers determine production. 
Yes. The consumers determine the production. They determine uh, how many resources, even incidentally, right? I'm not saying that you, I'm not saying this in a central planning way that the consumers are literally dictating to all these companies what exactly what, because a lot of times well, the consumers don't even know themselves what they might want. In a way, but, though, they are, because they buy well, it. In, yes. Well, yes. In a, in, yes, they are from a, uh, you know, um, uh, mechanical a sense, almost. in like a mechanical yeah, I mean, yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Not not even intentionally, but throughout their through their economic action, they are for sure. Yes. Um, so because of this, they are, um, they're determining um, how much production, like what things are produced. Consumers are determining this without even intentionally uh, like going through that process. Uh, consumers are determining what gets produced. They are determining. Um, uh, how how much how, or they're they're communicating at the very least how much the producer should invest into this product, um, and, and you know it's not those communications aren't always perfect. Sometimes producers get it wrong, uh, obviously. Yeah, you make a, you make a bad mechanism. bet periodically. I mean, yeah. there's a reason the Zoom failed. Yeah. Right. Uh, so <laughs> you, you have it's not that it doesn't make mistakes, but there are corrective mechanisms, but it's the fact that the consumers are the ones ultimately determining the production and they're determining uh, what jobs, what labor allocation should be in the economy. So when the consumers valuations change, that's going to have a real impact on the amount of people who have jobs, whether they have jobs at all in that industry. Anymore. Yeah, absolutely. So to act like, to, so to act like it is some unconscionable, and again, I, I, I this, could, this might sound callous. I, I promise, I'm not trying to make it sound callous. Um, the, the idea that, oh well, it is an unconscionable thing for anyone to ever lose their job ever, which isn't, which is an awful thing from a personal standpoint. Um, the idea that this is, you know, we can't have this in our economy. That's just bullshit. It's insane. Like that, that is how it works. The, the position that that is somehow going to be the cause of economic ruin. Yeah. Things getting more economical is going to cause economic ruin. Right. That just doesn't yeah. make sense. Right. That just doesn't make any damn sense. And I understand the argument that he has socially. I get yeah, the socially, social yes. argument. And frankly, I'll I'll I don't know how much I don't know how much he was paying attention at the time. I have to assume it was more than I was because I was way younger, but I don't know. Have we forgotten? And maybe he has forgotten. Has has everybody just kind of forgotten the social fallout of the 2008 financial crisis? Right. If you I, live I mean, through uh, that, you, you ought to be able to remember some of it at least. I mean, that it spawned Occupy Wall Street, right? That, like social like that is Occupy like, Wall Street. Thing. It spawned it spawned all kinds of things, not the least of which is a massive surge in mental health crises. Oh, the, for sure. the, the, yeah. the, the social fallout from the 2008 financial crisis was disastrous. Yeah, disastrous. And, and you're not going to convince me, Tucker, that an AI truck is going to be worse than that. Right. And also, you know, uh, on the social cost, it's absolutely true. Like some people lose their jobs and it's a horrible, horrible life experience, right? Uh, where it, it's just awful. And I'm not downplaying that uh, at, at all. And, and But, but I, I see the bigger problem here is that the economy has been fucked by the state in so many ways that it makes hard, it harder for these people to find new jobs, to find new lines of work because 
uh, everything. Also, uh, we, we, we can't forget about prices. The fact that prices are inflated to such a degree is fucking over the consumers, and that's going to make uh, people oh, lose it's their terrible. jobs. There's no, worse. This is what happens when you develop an economy through your monetary policy that has no upward mobility at all. Yeah, yeah, because every there's no incentive to to save really. I mean, there I mean there's some, but not as much incentive to save uh, because obviously the value of your dollar is not going to transport through time. No, it's going to go down. Not only that, but if you even had the spare dollar to save, which sixty odd percent of Americans right. don't. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously um, that's going to be very uh, depressing for a lot of people because, uh, yeah, obviously not only are you out of a job, if you like, look, if you've been if you if you're a person who saves and you, uh, you know, you lose your job, it's bad. Uh, it's even worse uh, if you the, the value of your dollar is being like ripped away from you oh, uh, yeah. and then the, the savings you had from that other job you cannot now comfortably sit on until you find a new one because uh that value is nothing anymore because it's been so overly inflated the cost of uh, supplies in the economy is so high because of the inflation that it just doesn't matter that seems to me to be the much bigger issue really here uh than the fact that you know some people uh will lose their jobs because uh, you know that's what happens uh, in, in a, a healthy economy. People do lose their jobs in healthy yeah, economy. Yeah. And to say it doesn't happen, that's just not true. And we uh, can't we can't make the argument that markets don't or that that sectors of industries don't collapse because they become obsolete. This this yeah. That again, we're speaking over where's the, the horse internet. and buggy industry? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like this is yeah. a like the, the and and it, it it's it's not catastrophic. It might be catastrophic for the individual, and and for that. Yeah. There are that that is something I do think that needs to be addressed. I think that's something that needs to be talked about. And and but in order to have that talk, we have to have a come to Jesus moment about the entire fucking economy. And that's never right. happening. Like that's just yeah, no. not gonna happen. So you're yeah. the, the this is a band-aid on a bullet hole ultimately. If his concern uh-huh. is that is that ten million people won't be able to find another job, sorry dude. You you should have been more concerned about what was happening with your dollar. You should have been right. more mad at the no. Federal Reserve. Sorry, I, I don't know what to tell you. And and also, um, uh, yeah, like I am mad when, when people get like fucked over economically. But the the main source of this is the Federal Reserve. It's the state. Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 main people who have done this is the state because uh, like if you okay let, let's put it in two extreme examples right uh, you have one scenario where you have AI automation let's say it's uh, thousands of years into the future right AI automation has taken over most industries at this point um, now um, would you rather have this scenario that I just described or would you rather have the scenario where there is no capital and everyone has a job? In fact, everyone has multiple jobs because uh, if they don't, they'll die. Uh, right? Yeah, because that's you very have, you're, you're, that's approaching the situation that we have now. Yeah, right. Because um, in, in the scenario where uh, you have very like either stifled or no capital, no. And basically for people who don't know, when, when we say capital economically, we are talking about div- technology and i'm using technology in a very broad sense like i would consider a hammer or a shovel technology the the Um, the 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 mechanisms of production yes Uh, a capital is um a labor enhancing device that's what capital ultimately is capital enhances a a labor's uh production their effectiveness 
Um, right. If I had to dig it, if I had to dig something, uh, if I had to dig a hole in the ground, it would be much more labor intensive for me to do this with my hands than it would if I had a shovel. Right. So with the creation of the shovel, um, one person can now dig more holes. And this means that when you had an economy where everyone was digging holes by hand because of the shovel, you now need less people digging holes because each person can now dig more holes. So those people who were digging holes before with their hands can now just use the shovel. And that's going to eliminate some excess labor um, from other people because the the laborers who are now using the shovels are now more productive in the industry. Yeah. Um, of digging holes. Um, so yeah, that's going to eliminate jobs. So uh, when we say capital, uh, uh, an AI is capital, right? It is a for the AI uh, um, automation is a form of capital. You are having human inputs produce something with very little labor, uh, like physical labor. Uh, right. Um, so it is very much just, I see as a linear progression um, in the, the span of human technological development. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it's, and to argue that instead of allowing that to occur naturally, um, Mm -hmm. if to argue that instead of doing that, we should just ban the innovative technology. Yes. (laughs) It's Luddite. Ludditeism. It's pure Ludditeism. It's, it is mind blowingly stupid, especially from somebody who is afraid that other countries are, are taking (laughs) a technological and economic lead. Yeah. (laughs) You should be doing everything you can to create more innovation. Right. Not threatening that you should ban it. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, if you take if you take a company again, take a company like Intel. So Intel's in, uh, making making chips in the U.S. Right? Mm-hmm. No one else is fucking doing that. Um, T- I think Texas Instruments does. No, Texas Instruments I think actually buys from TSMC in Taiwan. Um, but in any case, the 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 to pretend that. Stifling that kind of innovation won't run off other business is insane too. If if we're so afraid yeah. of of China taking over silicon, okay? If uh-huh. we're so afraid of that, why would we make it more expensive for Intel to ship a product? Right, right. In exactly. the US. Dean, most people do not think that far ahead here when they're making these arguments. Like they don't see the connection. They don't see, oh, if I do this, then this will happen like three three standard deviations down. Wouldn't uh, you want to make you know? it? Wouldn't you want to keep costs as low as possible for Intel to keep them here? Yeah, right. <laughs> when when they could, they already could just go to China or or to yeah, and, anywhere else. It's always like it's always like, well, China's stealing our manufacturing. Wait, 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 wait. When you say this, what you're saying is that these manufacturers are going to China. Because they see it as more economically viable to do so. Why do they see it as more economically viable to do so? That question is never asked. I mean, think about, too, think about all the steel. Okay, this is a big steel argument. This yeah. applies in every fucking sector of the economy. There's a massive fucking argument about steel, right? There's no American production of steel. We got to get American steel mm-hmm. production back. Okay, let's fire up a couple of mills. We got, some, we got some steel production in America. Why would you make it more expensive for them to ship their product? Right. Why would you make that choice? <laughs> Versus China, why would you? Why would you purposefully make things more expensive? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but 
especially when you're afraid that these other countries are doing it better and cheaper. Or maybe yeah. not better, but cheaper, which counts for a lot. <laughs> like, why? It's, it, it's, it, it's, it's, there's such a, such an extreme lack of foresight. If your concern is economic collapse and the inability to compete on a global uh, economic scale, right, on, on, a, on the scale of a global market, why would you give anyone the incentive to not be here? Right. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, these make economics like I, 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 it's mind-boggling when you actually start yeah. thinking about when you actually start thinking about what he's arguing. It rapidly becomes mind-boggling in just how dumb yeah. it is. Yeah, especially in yeah, the context of the other concerns. Right, because almost all there's a huge Venn diagram overlap, huge, massive, huge as Trump would say. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, huge. Uh, <laughs> yeah, huge. Uh, that uh, uh, that. Uh, is outcome being us and they're, you know, like the biggest geopolitical threat to the United States is China. This is the, this is like, um, these people on the right genuinely believe. Yes. Um, and they believe this, that uh, China is using economics as like a type of warfare. But often what that means is that the U.S. is just being outcompeted in industries because the industries are then moving to China yeah. uh, to produce there. Yeah. Um, and it is because so, China, China pays fucking slave wages for everything. I mean, that's I mean, that is yeah. the reality of why that has occurred. Now, what what you want to learn from that or take from that about maybe the minimum wage or or other things, whatever, whatever you want to if you if it's worth it for you to have a minimum wage and have that happen, fine. But but like the, the if, if you if <laughs> if that's the. That's the lesson in that, though, is that they do it cheaper. They they have cheaper labor than we do. Therefore, businesses go there to build things, right? To employ people. Yeah. And there's a and and so yeah, it is near slave wages and it's terrible working conditions. But you're still buying the thing, so right, it's working. And also, I want I want to point out the two extremes here, so we can kind of like chart our position on the on the path. Um, you know, on one hand, you have say we have no technological advancement at all. People are still big holes by hand. Right? No capital whatsoever. No shovels. Uh, nothing. Um, everyone has to work constantly to you know produce the very bare necessities, right? Um, and at that point, what what's happening is uh, on the other extreme is that you have AI um, AI advancement to the point where it, AI has taken over, or at least some form of AI has taken over a lot of industries, if not most industries, right? Um, in this scenario, you could say that, wow, there's a lot of people out of work now because a lot of this labor uh, is not being used, but it's not human labor anymore. Um, well, that's true. You have to consider that the cost of production is so cheap that these things practically, um, they're so abundant that the cost of them is so minuscule, they might as well be free. In the same way that a pencil Right. A, a pen, it, when you consider the like um, how cheap a pencil is, it may as well be free, you know, under a dollar may as well be free. Yeah, uh, absolutely. A lot of these a lot of these uh, innovations um, may very well uh, like a lot of things that people that are somewhat expensive now are probably going to be much cheaper in the future, given this AI 
um, it, like let's say thousands of years into the future, who knows what will happen. But um, assuming full AI or most uh, majority AI uh, takeover of industry, I think that's the outcome. Now, where we are now, if we understand that, okay, with if AI takes over most industries, a lot more things would be a lot cheaper um, to acquire. Then that that seems to indicate that at least that on our trajectory where we're going, actually, that AI or AI takeover of industries is economically good. It is economically headed towards one destination versus the other. Yes. On one hand, you you have squalor. Um, in the other hand, on the other hand, you have. Uh, or in the other stream, you have uh, technological advance to the point where things that may be expensive now are uh, completely abundant. Like, you know, as I said, like a, a thing like a pencil, uh, right. something that just, you know, you, um, you do not need X. And the reason those things would be cheap is because the amount of labor required to produce them, it's no longer required by humans to produce. The AI can just do it more efficiently, meaning that's going to reduce costs because you don't need to pay the worker. Uh, you need to upkeep the machine, of course. There's always going to be some cost to that, obviously. Um, uh, well, but, all but, you, you know, have is all, all you would have is your maintenance and, and like power to keep it running. Like that's that's right. that's pretty much all you need. And that right exactly when labor is the most expensive part of any production. Um, of any, of any production as far as for goods, right? Um, mm-hmm. when labor is the most expensive part of any of that, I mean, really, that, that, that is the most expensive thing in the economy. Um, yeah. when that's the case, yeah, that's, that's a massive chunk of your cost is gone. Right. <laughs> and, uh, obviously, and people will be like, well, uh, if everyone's out of a job, then, you know, how are they going to pay for anything? But it's like, okay, if they can't pay for the product, they're not, the product won't be produced in the first place. Right. <laughs> like, Especially if the, deg- if it happens to the degree that Tucker Carlson's warning about again, yeah, uh, uh, 10 million people losing their job in the U S yeah. is going to cause a demand crisis. Right. Like there's no, there's no way around that. So prices would have to come down. There's no, there's right. no, there's no other way. Like the, 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 the idea that the idea, first of all, the, your, the, 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 the point that, and you made this point earlier is that it's kind of begging the question to say like, but then they won't have a job. And it's like, but do we know that? Right. Yeah. Do we? <laughs> because I'm not convinced that's the case. Again, as, as people have hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> exactly like like also the idea on the social cost like some people would say that well people need you know to do things to have purpose um okay it's not like your job is the only thing that keeps you physically active right like as you said people have hobbies they can find like they can find enjoyment and meaning in other labor's activities that are not strictly work Right. I mean, that's the uh, thing that uh, people and, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier, people, especially in the sort of Protestant, um, we were talking about that, the, the effect of the Protestant mm-hmm. work ethic. They they mistake labor for purpose when when labor is part of 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 pursuing purpose, but it's not the purpose in itself. Labor is right. not the good in itself. And that was the Means point that you were. Right, and that's the point that you were making earlier with like the the toil is not necessarily value 
uh, or, or virtuous in itself. There's it can it can Unless be toward virtuous to, ends like toil, right? Then, you know that's just <laughs> yeah, right. So the, the it's an inherent uh, value is I think what screws a lot of people up, uh, and so embedded that's just like in the zeitgeist. Like even if people don't formally know what the Protestant work ethic is, or even if they've never heard it, they've certainly been brought up in a culture that implicitly promotes it yes absolutely and 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 there are many people who will promote it explicitly while yes while i'm I'm sitting here thinking you you, these are people on fucking podcasts (laughs) who are talking about how labor is like good and all this other stuff and i'm just like bro you're on a fucking podcast like what what do you what do you think you're doing i like do you think you're digging a ditch I've dug a ditch. <laughs> That's why I've got sciatica. It's because I was digging ditches. So you're like, like the, the, who the fuck do you, what do you think you're doing? Who do you think you're speaking to? When you talk about labor right. being this, like this, this, this virtue in itself. It's not, if right. you're not working for something, the labor's meaningless. Right. That, that it, it, it bugs the hell out of me and it, it bothers me to no end. When people make that argument, because it is absolutely rooted in nothing but martyrdom. It's also funny because it really overlaps with a lot of like communist uh, oh, yeah. uh, mindsets. Because, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I remember in the uh, USSR, uh, a lot of people talked about, well, the USSR's GDP is actually not bad. And uh, the, the reason for this was because uh, they were putting a lot of concrete. Yeah, it was. I think concrete was their biggest. Uh, it was their uh, the thing they were producing the most. Uh, it was their largest export, and they would just export concrete. But yeah. just they, they would just make. And of course, with the USSR, they're obviously producing more, things more than they're actually valued. Uh, so therefore, yeah, you're going to say, yeah, well, we'll look at these. They're look, they're really productive. Uh, to say they're not productive is you know some capitalistic lie or something like that. And it's like, no, yeah, you're productive, but you're just uh, you're just being. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. like, sure. Yeah, I can go make a bunch of a bunch of like useless shit and say, "Wow, how productive I am!" Uh, but if the production isn't going towards an end of satisfying of uh, the value of a consumer, then you're just you're not acting. You're digging you're a acting. hole and filling it back up. Right. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, you're being re- you're 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 you know you're being uh, you're doing labor. You're being laborious. Yeah. Well, this um, is the thing. Uh, this is one of the things when you were having this conversation with somebody before, and it made me think. It's just like if 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 the idea of that which preserves the greatest degree of labor investment in a product is good or better, right? If that's the scale we're working from, we should be harvesting wheat with scissors, not even scissors by hand. Yeah. <laughs> because it, because there's no there is no if that is Won't the you dare capital technology there's no way job scissors will destroy yeah, yeah you're right you're right I'm I'm a terrible evil capitalist <laughs> it just doesn't it it it's if that's the metric that we're working from. Well it, well it's just like with the with the calculator thing. Why is that is that should we go back? Should it be yeah, human beings to, sitting there doing very complicated perfect. math all day long? Right, yeah. Like, almost every piece of technology you own has destroyed someone's job somewhere. Yeah. 
at one point in time. So, uh, this you know, there life, used you, to be you know, guys who would maintain payphones. Yeah. Like that was their job. They worked for AT&T yeah. or Southwestern Bell and they maintained payphones. Like there, mm-hmm. there's a guy who was paid to do that. There was a guy who used to be paid to install payphones. Maybe that was the same guy. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But mm-hmm. that, that used to be a thing that was someone's job was payphones right. and running them. They're gone now. That job is gone. And I don't see anybody crying right. over it. Right. And the guy who lost his job because cell phones came out, I mean, I'm sure he's bummed. And he should be. I mean, that's can't hold that against him. But the economy didn't collapse. Right. It just doesn't it, it, it just does not follow in any sector of the economy. It doesn't. And this is I mean, this is after this is after people have threatened me with uh, I mean, me, me personally, they, they there was a guy who I was I was arguing with who was saying that um, uh, he knew that I had just taken the bar. And he said, well, AI is going to take your job. Or he knew I was going to take the party. He said, AI is going to take the job. that you." I'm thinking, first of all, that AI lawyer thing fell apart and will fall apart because people don't yeah. know what the job is. Um, but also, right. even if it You're did... You're not here just to regurgitate. Uh, right. Still. Exactly. Um, but even if it did, cool. Yeah. Because that's, that's... I mean, th- there's a massive issue right now with access to legal services. If if legal services somehow got incredibly cheap with the help of yeah. re- reliable like AI... If it actually did. Yeah. yeah. Good. That's great. Fantastic. That means that people can acquire that service at a much cheaper cost. Maybe possibly the most... Uh, the Like, the cheapest possible. Yeah. Uh, you know, assuming... And it's one of the most important people. services you uh, could ever so, need. When you need it, you need it. Yeah. Right, and it's that kind of thing. So, so to, I mean, so my response like is economy, good. As an, as a, yeah, as someone who in business, your role is to serve the consumer. That is your role in the economy. If you produce something, you're now. It could be a mutual thing, like you're producing this that you also someone else can also you know you can give it as well. But but that's just a you know inversion principle that oh yeah, I am paying for a service. I am. It's a mutual exchange. I am producing for him. This person is using, say, production he has saved and giving it to me in order for me to pay for the production that I gave to him. You have this like mutual exchange all over the place. The, the cheaper those are, the more people have the services, the more their values are fulfilled. Yeah. The more, and then they're, you know, then, you know, they can go on uh, valuing other things that are maybe currently not as abundant but with their valued uh now their value their focus on that whatever that valued end is more production will go into thing which will make that more abundant later on so it's it's uh it's like yeah capitalism is trying to make things abundant it, it like that the more capital uh, invention and or the more capital increases the more productive labor is which means the more uh productive uh things are generally which will reduce the cost you're creating more supply and therefore reducing uh to to meet demand right the the it's a it, i don't know i i i just don't understand how <sighs> Look, uh, I was about to say Tucker Carlson's not an idiot. I'm not sure that's true. Um, but he's not like a super dummy, right? So how do you how do you miss these kinds of things? How do you miss that? How do you miss 
again, thinking about the 2008 recession, you're telling me, you're, you are telling me that AI trucks are going to be worse for the economy than the 2008 recession. Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> How does that, in what universe? Right. I, I, it, I mean, it, it's mind-boggling. And again, why would you make it more expensive for people to do business in your country? Purposefully. Like if, you're, if your whole goal is economic advancement, growing the economy, if your entire goal is beating other countries at, at the game of, of global economics, right? Then, right? then why would you make it more expensive to do business in your country? You have to get goods to market. Wouldn't you want the cheapest possible way for that to happen to happen? Right. It just doesn't. It, 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 there's no logic underlying it. It's, a, it's, it's, entirely, it's, it's entirely fear. It's motivated entirely by fear and emotion. Yep. Because there's nothing. There's, if you sit down and think about it for two seconds, it's the dumbest thing on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as I said at the start, there's never been a successful Luddite revolution in history <laughs> um, that I can think of. Uh, you know, there's been restrictions on technology, obviously, through the state, but it, they've never they slowed it down, but they've never completely stopped it. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. the way that uh, Luddites want to. Um, well, so the market wraps around. Yeah, I don't often fall into like, you know, X or Y is inevitable, but I think technolo- technological advancement is as close to inevitable as can be. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, I, I think it, I think it for, for certain technological advancement is inevitable. And yeah. I, I, I'm comfortable saying that even even in the sense well, that it, you, it's one of those things where if it's not, then we die. Exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so. If it's not, then you end up with a reversion that that ends up being bad for uh-huh. everyone. Um, because there's the, the idea that, again, the idea that you want to go back to harvesting grain with scythes is horrible. Mm -hmm. That's a terrible plan. Why would you ever want to do that? A lot more people would have a job. A lot more people would have a job. That's true. They would be fulfilled dying in a ditch because now there's, you know, yes. Like, yeah, a lot, a lot more people have the job, which means it's a lot more expensive to produce the product, which means the product's way more expensive. Yeah, I'll I'll be happy that person is fulfilled, you know, like, like, oh, yeah, look, look at how much this person is fulfilled while he's like dying in a ditch because now there's no uh, medical saving technology because he scraped his leg on a nail. Yeah. And now he's going to die. Uh, it's like, yeah, great. Fantastic. He, he's fulfilled. Yes. Yeah. He's fulfilled. He can't buy the bread. He just harvested the wheat to make because it costs too much to buy the bread yeah. because there's too many guys out there harvesting the wheat. Yeah. Yep. Wonderful. Excellent. Excellent system. The and even then, just like the inevitability of technology. I mean, the wheel. We we. I mean, human beings made the wheel and the lever. That's the advancement of technology. It just just it just kept going to now. That's all capital, and that destroys jobs. That's what it does. Yes. Again, and again on the social level. Yeah. Like, look, losing. It's very true. I'm willing to accept that. Like, for a lot of people if they lose their job, they could go into like a spiritual crisis where like they feel like their life has no meaning. I agree. This can be very bad. Um, and uh, like, but if, if, if I have to choose between I'm going to be uh, depressed and I'm going to be materially wealthy, or I'm going to be like really depressed and materially poor in a ditch, I'm going to pick the former. Yeah. Well, it's not just that, I, but I think, I think people wouldn't have that experience, but for, the work at the the culture that we were talking about around work in the United I agree. States. 
Yes, I 100% agree because I feel like they have this belief that, well, I I am a worthwhile human being if I am laboring. Right. If I am, it, while I am laboring, no matter what I'm doing, while I'm laboring, I am a worthwhile human being. But the question that, that becomes, like, then why don't you just, in your free time, go dig a, go dig a hole and fill it up? Right, exactly. If that is what is good, why aren't you doing that all the time? Why do you right. ever sleep? Right. I mean, it just doesn't. It's it 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 is it is so patently nonsense mm-hmm. that it's difficult for me to fathom how that has become the social standard. Yeah. I it it it, it I it it's bothered me forever, <laughs> but. But and ultimately, I don't think uh, like losing your like it's. I agree, losing your job should not be the end of the world in the sense that it, for a lot of people it is. Uh, but I think that's because of the state and not because of you know free market economics. Yes, because I agree. In a healthy econ- in a healthy economy, if you lose your job, that's that's bad and that's very unfortunate. But there's also other other places your labor is more value like more uh, valuably needed uh, yeah. in other sectors of the economy. Sure, and, and, they will, and- like. Yeah. The the to to your to that point actually in in a healthy economy losing your job you should have some savings to skate for a little bit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. And and, and it, you, like it should not be the end of the world, but because of inflation, it it, it very much can be for people. So and I I'm don't want to I don't want to understate that. I'm not uh, making like the boomer. Cool. I'm not making like the boomer bootstrap save all you can whatever yada yada argument. I'm not doing that. I know that's uh, impossible for sixty some percent yeah. of Americans. They 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 don't have the yeah. spare dollar to save. Right. I yeah. saw I saw a tweet that got me thinking earlier. It said something along the lines of, "We are rapidly approaching an economy where a wall size plasma or a wall size LCD television is going to cost a hundred dollars, and and nobody will be able to afford a house." And <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one hundred percent the case. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and they're as you said, it's putting a bandaid on a bullet wound. Uh, they they're not addressing the real problem here, like. All of these, you know, fear mongering about AI uh, taking over the economy. It's like this is this would be a a, a, like even short term. This would not be a bad thing at all, uh, except for the fact that the state is like destroying your savings, which is a bad thing, whether AI takes over the economy or not. (laughs) Like the fact that your savings are being inflated away right now. That is a serious and would happen either way. Yeah, yeah. Like, with the AI truck or not, that's not making the trucker's dollar worth more. Yeah, exactly. Either way. Yeah. Did you drop out? I, I, think, I, I think you dropped out. Uh, no, 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 no. I just stopped talking. I, I, I was going to say, I think... Um, I think at this, uh, I, I think I've said pretty much everything I can. on. Yeah, me yeah, too. Uh, we've been going for yeah. two hours now, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um okay so uh let's get is there anything else that you wanted to bring in uh or bring up uh no i think uh no i'm good all right um okay let's do plugs uh what 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 are what are plugs uh uh, aceartist.substack.com and then ace underscore artist on twitter uh don't have much to plug this week but yep those are the plugs all right um i want to say before i do my plugs i'm going to say there's uh 
There's some areas in here where the audio's messed up. I know there was a there were some bitrate issues and stuff, so I apologize for that. Um, Pacing Joska on Twitter, J O U S K A, um, and that's all I've got. Uh, and again, sorry about the sorry about the audio thing. I think my internet my internet's been unreliable today. I think it's totally my fault. <laughs> I think my internet was struggling throughout the recording of a chunk of this. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a little tough to listen to a, to a few minutes of this, but it'll be okay. Um, and thank, thank you for listening to the show that, yes, thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, we will see you guys next time. Later guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of The End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at TETC.show.